I think that Georgia's handling it this way is the best political decision she can make. And ultimately, she's going to still get who she wants, which is the whole important part. I feel like we should like read through it a little bit. First off, we're going to figure out what the roles are and how many lines they have. Oh my God. I know, that's a lot that's of That's a lot of shit. I think the strongest roles are gonna be the mothers, but they also have the most lines. So the really small little roles with a few little words are a potential win because you can do something crazy with them and possibly get a really big payout. Mary, I love Carrie Colby's new TikTok style of explaining acting challenges on the internet. Yeah, Carrie Colby explains it all. I mean, first of all, like let's just reaffirm that she is the all-star narrator. I think she may be the next, best the best narrator. Listen to me try to meet Carrie Colby's standards. The best narrator of the series. I just don't know if there's a better one at this point. But second of all, I love that we get such an expert dis- discussion and description of how to do an acting challenge on an episode where none of it matters. <laughs> oh, I know. None of it mattered. Oh, at all, Mary. None oh, of it mattered. All. Yeah, but no, but she, I mean, she wasn't wrong. I feel like it was, I, I feel like she was I'd taken the wind out of our sails as podcasters. Like, we, you know, it's like, oh, well, this is what you have to do. And, you know, the, sometimes the mothers are the best parts. And then the, the, but the big parts, though, that's when you can, you know, be Black China. And, and you know, everybody wanted Jujubee's part, but Baggy didn't get it, you know? Yeah. Fuck our drag. It's like, I guess our job <laughs> is done here. All right. All right, Carrie, you know? Uh, all right, Carrie. Yeah. All right, Carrie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, i'm happy to hand it over if she wants it you know (laughs) if anyone you know if if i was going to give this to anybody i'd give it to carrie colby so we have this challenge mary where nobody won i i wonder were was your reaction like rupaul to this challenge or were you more carrie colby like who jesus you know, because uh, I feel like, you know, uh, was I triggered? Was I upset? Was I disgusted? Do I feel attacked? Did I enjoy this? I don't know what this pandemic did to me, Mary, but I thought this was so fucking funny. And I loved it. And I loved it as a part of this somewhat different and better produced season of Drag mm. Race. I love that because of, you know, thank you, Miss Cornbrebs on, on short-term disability, I love that we had the space to do an episode where they goop the queens by editing farts afterwards that they had really no idea they were playing into and then didn't punish any of them for not farting enough or farting in a funny way or not pausing the right way. I mean, it was it was great yeah. to... they. And even Bosco says it. They're fucking with us this week. They're fucking with us this week as well. And I think I said this about UK versus the world, and I'll say it about season 14. I have never loved being fucked with so much. Oh, the challenge. We've been saying this for a while. Like We hate the rehearsals of a challenge because then you see the challenge, and it's like, what am I seeing this whole thing for? What am I sitting here for? And this was a long challenge. Uh, but what was really refreshing about it was you got to see a completely different gag going on. Absolutely. Suddenly there was a whole new context to RuPaul saying like, you know, take some pauses, take some breaths, mm-hmm. really kind of like let, you know, I, it was like, oh, God, of 
all of that made perfect sense for bad soap opera acting. And I hate you, but it all worked for your little gag too. You know, <laughs> talking about you, Michelle. Um, <laughs> I, I just, you know, obviously when it when it first started, I I feel like I was Deja Sky. Like the cuts to Deja being like, hmm, was that was that me? Like I just I loved the like everybody being gooped, and then as it mm-hmm. went on, I was like, you know. I got to give it to them. I'd love to just like clutch my pearls and go, oh, this is so awful, but it's so fucking funny. And I had a great time with this challenge. So it was, it's an interesting way to approach this like lower rung humor because I feel like people that don't like lower rung humor, like they probably didn't like this challenge or they were like, it was funny like once and then it was disgusting or whatever they wanted to say. But what I think there at least was was that it made it work on a different level. So even if you don't like the the lower rung humor, you could at least appreciate the puns that were there that you didn't know were there before. Right, right. It still managed to somehow be smart and, and mm-hmm. you know, a little brown. It was blue and brown, but also, you know, uh, a little upper crust as well. I... And and I think all of it being in the context of this this 80s soap opera with that filter, with that gauzy, not yeah. even season one. It was just like Days of Our Lives filter that I think added something. And the other part of it is that like these queens, even the ones who were safe, I thought they all nailed how to do this soap opera acting. The, the safe girls – Honestly, Deja and Angie were some of my favorites in the challenge. I mean, oh really? Yes, <laughs> Angie, I thought was good. I didn't think that she had like the funniest parts necessarily all the time. If I'm comparing everybody, right? So I did see Angie and Deja and and Carrie for that matter. Like, I would have been like, oh, you guys are in the bottom. Like when this happened, when they got like sent safe and then the rest were declared the top. I was like, Oh, are they actually in the bottom or are they going to choose out of the quote unquote safe girls that aren't safe anymore? Like I was, I was fully prepared for them to one of them to be up for lip sync. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was going to be like all starts rules of like, well now you have to send someone home. But once yeah, again, right. you know, thanks to, um, thanks to miss Brebs, we had space to save everybody this week. And I, I just think, I don't know. I, the fact that ever, that no one went home this week made me not care that the whole thing was just a, a an hour long gag, you know. Well, there was a lot in this episode, um, and yeah, the challenge we got to see RuPaul directing, which I don't know. I, you say what you want about RuPaul, at least there was no line reading. No, I thought actually a lot of RuPaul's you know acting coach you know moments were kind of great and kind of refreshing and i love mm-hmm. the idea of like yeah break that sentence up put some breaths in there and then it was like here you figure out what that means i you know put on an accent get stupid with it i thought that was really fun direction yeah and little did we know that she was really wanting them to put pauses in so that they could add in sound effects later yeah right? yeah i mean yeah. but to your point that this thing we've complained about, you know, complained lightly of like watching rehearsals and then, you know, the laying of the brooms, the no, distributing the of the brooms, of the watching broom. the rehearsal of the act, you know, the final product of it, the reaction of it. And it, it totally freshened that up in a um, not necessarily a refreshing way, so to speak, but uh, in other ways, um, a surprising way. I, I don't know why I didn't hate this more than I 
feel like I should have. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me, but I thought this was so good. Uh, yeah, the challenge was... I, I don't know how funny the challenge would have been um, if they didn't like pick the more over-the-top moments out of the queens, but with the farts as the punchlines, I mean... They really stunk, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I mean, geez, there was a lot of sad horns this episode, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to remind everybody of the original. Yeah, the whole challenge was a blast from the past. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I will not. I draw lines, and I stay behind them, and what I will not do is fart puns. So blow it out your ass, Mary. <laughs> you, have, you, have no, you have no scent of humor, Mary. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, Mary. Well, I'm, yeah, let's just turning my head away. P you. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I one thing that we didn't really talk about, uh, we didn't talk about at all. That I think is having some rumbling online, is this double standard that has been kind of exposed uh, with, you know, potty humor on the main stage. That was a a main critique. What sent. Rockham Sakura to the bottom, Rockham Sakura, uh, last season with Michelle. Um, or two what are your seasons thoughts on ago. that? Oh, was it two 12? seasons ago? Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I think that like, I think everything is all in how you do it. You know, I, and this is someone who just you know fart jokes just aren't my gag. You know. But or my gig for that matter. But I feel like you certainly gag over them. I I certainly do. I I have to say, you know, I uh, I wave my hanky, but it's just to get the farts out of away from me. Uh, so I I think when I think of Rock doing it on stage, it's just like I don't know. The delivery isn't that funny, but this I think having like Angie make that like dramatic face and then oh, I edit. Know. I think it's the delivery. I think it's all in like how you do it. I think that's you know. Um, I don't know. I I think that controversy is Twitter on a on a light news week. I guess you know. Oh sure. Well, there's a lot of news this week, and they're just choosing. You're talking about the Olympics? Farts, yeah. Um, talking about the Russians? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sure, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> talking about the doping? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mary. <laughs> um, yeah, well, anyway, uh, the challenge was certainly a gag. There is one other major gag in this episode um, that I think also people had people like besides themselves, um, everybody in general, but we'll get there. Was it so, the shot of Deja's butt crack? Because I was yeah, looking Mary, for it, yep, and I couldn't, it. I couldn't find it. Somebody sent us a screenshot, and I was like, "Where, where is Deja's butt crack? Was it edited out into like and like re-released on Amazon Prime? Did like Deja's lawyers like write a letter? Principal Sky will not be represented this about. way. This was the uh, the blurring of the chat thing. That thing. No, that was during the Folsom you don't, talk. You don't know what I'm talking about? There was a moment no, of them like, sitting on the couch where Deja's guy's butt crack was hanging out of her jeans. It was like, I guess it was oh, a brief I didn't shot. See this. Yeah, someone has sent us that. And then I was, of course, looking for it. You know, fistful of lotion, as RuPaul would say. And I couldn't, I couldn't find it. So uh, I have that Did screenshot. Did she say lotion or Jergens? She, well, she here's the thing. Lotions. She had to say lotion this time. I've had Jergens. Now that they're big, they can't say Jergens anymore. You know? <laughs> Is Jergens big? 
Well, I think Drag Race is big, so now they can't put a drag <laughs> oh, a, a, okay. a, a name on it. You know, it's not a beady beady little TV show. No, anymore. yeah, but a fistful Hacky of Jergens is actually a funnier joke. I'll also get together with so. a, a fistful of a vino. Like I feel like you have to have places to go, but lotion. Well, where are you gonna go with that? You know, a fistful of Jergens. Yeah, that's yeah. There's a there's also a lyric, right? Uh, something about the Jergens, right? Um, from a RuPaul Struckin song? With Jergens. No, it, I think it's like a, it's a pop song or a rap song or something. Anyway. Stroking with the Jergens. It sounds like a failed sitcom. <laughs> oh, honey, it didn't fail. Oh, honey. It, it finished to completion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see the whole thing on men.com. Yeah. Never got dry. <laughs> no, I'm sure it did not. Uh, did they squeeze out a second season? <laughs> Oh, Mary, your jokes are so slippery. Okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway. Mary, let's, yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's do this. Let's jump in. Um, honestly, if we could just start here, I think Lady Camden won this episode when <laughs> she puts on Daya's wig and says, I made a garment from scratch. Uh. Well, what that makes me wonder, there's the compilation then of like queens impersonating each other via their wigs in the workroom. Mm. And I yes. I need the Marys to weigh in because all I can think of is is Sasha Valor impersonating Pheromone. I need to smoke. <laughs> and that's the only one I can remember. But I know that there have been other like sometimes they'll just put a wig on and someone will get it snatched off. But I'm talking about like and now I'm being her moments. Mary's. Pitch in. What, what examples do you have? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Pheromone, I think, I, that was All-Stars, no? Or was that That was season, season nine. nine. It was with Sasha, yeah. I, I think there's an All-Stars moment. Uh, man, it's like season four or something. Uh, God, it was, oh, there was like a Thorgy wig moment maybe in season three, right? Maybe. Doesn't somebody put on Thorgy's? Oh, Trixie does, doesn't she? Isn't that what it is? I don't marry. I don't know. I'm going to need the Marys to help out here because all I can think of is I need to smoke. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> oh, it'll be a fun game. It'll yeah. be a fun game. We'll we'll repost the answers. If you can give us screenshots, Mary, that's even better. Yeah. And we'll repost them on uh, Instagram at all right, Mary Pod. Honk, honk. Um, honk, honk. Uh, so, yeah, so Lady Camden <laughs> making fun so beautifully of diabetes. And I... I I I am on Daya's side here in the sense that like yeah, uh, it Mary, she did way more work than Georgia's. She had wrinkles on the yellow part, Mary. It's just not acceptable. Oh, I just love God. that Georgia's like, and then you have wrinkles on the yellow part. You didn't think to to iron that. It was like you have oh. cookie cutters on your bathing suit, little girl. <laughs> she didn't stretch before that reach. No, no. Uh, I I just I also get the vibe. The speaking of stretching, I think that should we visit RuPaul Charles Junior High? I think Georgia's might run track and field. I don't know how to explain that other than I think <laughs> that Georgia's is a hurdler despite her height. So, well, you know, speaking of RuPaul's Junior High, I felt like Daya is an example of like a kid that doesn't have practice in giving apologies, or she was the kid that had to give an apology to the kid that she bullied in front of the teacher and the class. Yeah, and it's very like, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry if your feelings were hurt, okay? Am I done? 
You know, I'm really sorry that I hurt your feelings. Well, chewing my gum. friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's reading from a piece of paper. Right. Yeah. I wrote. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget anything. Okay. Well, because she wrote it down during detention, Daya. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. And yeah. Now you're reading it. <laughs> Georges, I know that I said that you were just wearing a bodysuit yes. with stuff glued on it. I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings. I guess I was feeling competitive. Do you forgive me? Am I done? Yeah. Circle yes, no. Circle yes, it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that scene in at the end of Mean Girls when uh, I think sh- it's Lacey Chabert is reading from a piece of paper. Um, but that's what it feels like. It just feels like I'm so sorry that I'm beautiful and that you didn't do much in the challenge, but we're still friends and I care about you a lot. And that's so, it. So, and that's it. So keep in touch. Have a great summer. Um, <laughs> speaking of also, I love that I, I'm, I gotta tell you, I know that she wasn't a main character this episode, but Deja was a big deal to me this episode. And I just feel like her in the jeans that apparently are a low ride uh, and that sweater and the hat and the glasses. I just think that it's mm. Principal Sky on Denim Day. You know what I mean? Like oh, this is Denim the principal Day. on Denim Day. Because I went to Catholic school, so we had dress down days. So in public school, there's dress down days, but there's also like theme days. I just feel uh-huh. like this was this was Principal Sky during a PD or a professional development day. Oh, absolutely. Um, where absolutely. like she still looks sharp, right? But it's not it's it's not like full on principal suit. Yeah, I would lose my mind if she had a lanyard hanging out of one of her pockets. <laughs> I would lose my fucking mind. Oh my god, you can easily photoshop a lanyard on her, Mary. I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I just that has that has become well, the, the lanyard with Mary. And here's here's the thing. It's like status with teachers. So it it it's how many keys you oh, have. Yeah. So yeah, she, you might mm-hmm. be a new teacher. You don't you don't have any keys um, because you share a classroom. Right. Uh, and some classrooms aren't even locked. So you might never get a key. Some teachers have like the key to the gymnasium, the key to the piano, like the the piano lock, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the principal always has the most keys. Oh, like Deja. the most keys. It's like giddy so up jingle keys. horse. She has yes. so many keys. You can hear her coming from two floors away. Yeah. Yeah. So so principals, when they're walking around a school, you hear keys. You, you hear their the shoes. Whether, yeah, and then the walkie-talkie, Mary. And it's they're constantly turning it off, which I think is so funny. They're, they that, constantly turn it off. I'm like, I, what is the point? When I sent you that TikTok of that guy who, like, plays the principal and he, like, oh, yes. stomps around. And, and it was the principal, like, sitting in on a class. Excuse me. Hold on. Oh, my God. I, can't, I don't know. Whoever, people it's know. It's so true. It's so funny. Oh, my God. Um... Shh, I'm not here. I'm not, I'm not here. here. Yeah, I, but there's always the the the, the little the little sound yep. of the mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The no totally walkie talkie. Uh. Oh, so Deja, uh, yes, uh, this is her dress down day look. But I did want to just uh, just go back to Daya. I I believe that Daya doesn't want to be a villain. I don't think that Daya is really sad or or feels bad. I mean, the thing is, like, there may be maybe a bit of a a tone to some of the things she's saying. There's kind of a, like, 
there is a, a bit of a I need to smoke kind of energy to her. Like, I wanted to win. Like, and that could be off-putting. But, like, if you just kind of – the context of what she's saying, I can't disagree with her. And I think that the show, the editing, and then Bosco herself, you know, later was very generous for Bosco to be like, yeah, I mean – this doesn't bring out the best in me either. So I get mm. it. You know, like I think that it, in the past, Dio would just be kind of like the delusional villain, but it's interesting this season. I feel like we're seeing, we're seeing the classic moments of like, I should have won and I did this and she just had a bodysuit. but then we're seeing them talk about it later. And she's like, listen, I just, it's not that I don't want you to win. I'm just feeling competitive. And someone else saying, Hey, yeah, how you're feeling is valid. It's a different edit this season, you know? Definitely. Uh, yeah, they have like the first act where it's drama and then later it, it's always just dampened and the fire is kind of put out uh, for those queens. I Undoubtedly, Daya has gotten backlash for this, but probably so has George's. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah, well, that's just because people are dum-dums. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, what's also kind of, what I wouldn't have expected this week is for her to then be in the top two this week. I thought, oh, the way this is all set up, either she's going to be in the bottom or they're going to make her safe again and they're going to just keep fucking with her, you know? Mary, when she was in the top. <laughs> I mean, We'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get to, to it. it. I, I can't. I mean, it was a decision that I didn't. No one asked me. I don't know why. Fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh Mary We can't take it <laughs> Okay we, we go on these little like Oh yeah we have a media board Yeah oh wait I can hit this one now I can do this one Hold on there's <laughs> Where can we use that one Yeah <laughs> Let's use some UK versus the world ones A seahorse <laughs> <laughs> Oh Mary uh, You know speaking of Georgia She had that that little I think it was a talking head Y'all are so mad Bitch do better. I, I, it, sweetie. <laughs> sweetie. 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 Wait, wait, what's that from? What's that? Sweetie. Sweetie. Oh, that's from Untucked season two. Yes. Uh, sweetie. 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 Um, I don't need to fix my mug. I don't need to do better. Sweetie. Uh, <laughs> nothing against George's. I think George's is going to go really far in this competition. Um, but but the, the fact that George's... Like just can't acknowledge Daya's point, I think is interesting, or that they're not showing her acknowledging it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I think it's a weird. It's a weird situation where it's like I think George just wants to feel her win, and I feel like by acknowledging Daya's point, it's like, yeah, you're right. You know, mm. I, my win is somehow not something I should be feeling confident about. You know, it's somehow not valid, but. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it. The win's a win, you know? It's a point on the board. Right? Report cards only matter to Jasmine Kennedy, you know? Well, I mean, she is a scholar, as we even see this week on the (laughs) runway. I talk about feeling validated. Boy, did I (laughs) see. Valedictorian. (laughs) Valedictorian. Boy, did I see that swim scholarship, you know? (laughs) There it is. I think it's even possible (laughs) that she's been in the math league, and I wouldn't be surprised if she did forensics competitions. Yeah, the limit does not exist. She she certainly went to the math league championship, and yeah. she was the only girl, and they got jackets because of it. So. They probably did, but I also I think in the I think in the fall she does math league, but in the spring she does 
forensic. She does some performance of literature and sure, sure. Uh, she does yeah. duos. She does the Queen Mab speech. You know, yeah. I think she loves that speech. She loves that. <laughs> she's, you know, and she's got all her little, she's got her little book with her little notes and, you know, her mom keeps the timer. Uh, her, no, no, sorry. Dana Dempsey keeps the timer. Excuse me. If you're not a matreon, you don't know about Dana Dempsey, but she's the one keeping the timer and keeping Jasmine under her time limit. You know what I'm saying? You know, right? Jasmine Jasmine got really, really excited um, after finding a very obscure play. Uh, and by obscure, I mean not obscure at all. And she decided to do a one-woman version of Night Mother. Oh, wonderful. Night, Dana. <laughs> Night, Jasmine. Night, Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll be playing all the parts. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, uh, how, like, what a weird. I, I, you know what? To be honest with you, like it could be kind of cool. It could be saying something really, really profound, right? I don't know. If Jasmine <laughs> Kennedy did a one-woman version of Night Mother, I mean, Mary, I didn't know I could ask for these things. You know what I mean? I didn't know. Oh God. Oh, what a random. <laughs> Yeah, what a thing right. to have happen. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry, Marys. Uh, so we have RuPaul comes in, uh, introduces this challenge. She's wearing that, like, snakeskin outfit, right? Uh, yeah, she's got the it, – it's kind of a, you know, a, a neon green snakeskin or leopardy kind of cat print or something. You know, come yeah, on, she's, print. Yeah. Yeah, come on, Prince. She's Lizard from Mortal Kombat. Get over mm, here. Yeah. Finish her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, Lizard. Is he, is he, the? does he have the green mask on? Because there's like the, the red mask, the yes. blue mask, and the green mask guy. Mm. Uh, not red. It's yellow. That's Scorpion. There isn't blue a red mask. mask guy? Um, Not that I remember. Oh. You know, I mean, all I know are the girls. You know, Sonia, Katana, Molina. What do you want from me? You know? Oh my God, Melina! Ugh, yeah. just love her. Um, yes, Mary, and we've seen Mortal Kombat on Drag Race before, especially Drag Race Holland. Um, yeah, uh, I think that was the first time we saw um, Katana, but uh, or oh, it was Melina, but she looked like Katana or something. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit she of messed a, it up, bit of a mix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mortal Kombat. We should figure out how to talk about Mortal Kombat on this podcast more. At least those girls. Well, we. Well, I mean, it would be an interesting runway challenge if if Capcom could get behind it. Oh, come on, Capcom. <laughs> All right, Mary. That ought to uh, do it, so right? <laughs> we, we have this challenge. Um, the Davenports, the O'Hara's, and the Michaels. I thought it was... I don't know what it was, but it, I noticed Fifi O'Hara was not one of the O'Hara's. I also noticed that Asia O'Hara wasn't one of the O'Hara's. And oh. I thought Fifi I could understand because she's a little PNG in the world of Drag Race, you know. Uh -huh. non PNG, grata. what does that mean? Persona non grata. Oh, is that what that means? I was just bringing a little bit of abundanza to the podcast. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, she, Penis and gobsmackers. Uh, is yeah, exactly. Back. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is also an option, you know. Um, two things I like to keep in my mouth for extended periods of time. Uh, but <laughs> I. The point. I, yeah, but I assumed it was just because, you know, Jeremy's really not doing the Fifi thing anymore. But I thought. It's technically Asia O'Hara's Drag Race after that slap from season 10. So I was quite surprised to not see her picture on the wall. Absolutely. Did they? Did we see all of the Michaels? We saw, we saw Cameron and Morgan? I don't remember seeing any Michaels. 
Okay, right, right. I think they only showed the O'Hara's. I think we they were, were all in at the O'Hara's, O'Hara's house. house. Yes, yeah, yes. Right. But okay, there, it brings a good, up a good point. There's a lot of Michaels. There's a lot of Davenports. There's a lot of Michaels. There's a lot of Chad O'Hara's. Michaels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Davenports, Kennedy, goddamn Davenport, uh-huh. of course. Uh huh. Who's your next one? Raja? No, Ra- that's Raja no, O'Hara. Raja O'Hara, <laughs> Davenport, a curious C. Oh, a curious C. Honey. Yes. Oh, honey, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what's your name from season two? Sahara. Uh-huh. Rest in peace. Sahara Davenport. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, that's enough. That's a lot. Yeah, we got more Davenports than like a you know a a, 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 a southern house <laughs> i mean there, play there the horn is... play the horn <laughs> there we go uh, i will say mary though there is one very very important titan in the drag world that we forgot about do you know who no tasha colby tasha colby yeah, yeah. Tasha Colby, yes, yeah, I know, Tasha, I, I know Tasha, yes, yes. Tasha Colby, uh, you know what? I will say, uh, I I don't know if I'll make it or not, but the most demanding director working in Hollywood today, that son of a bitch, is Tasha Colby. Tasha Colby. Yes. Do you think that Sasha had a like an assistant director? And Col- <laughs> <laughs> yes yes she did okay, um so we get this soap opera challenge we've seen soap opera challenges before haven't we we've we, seen the uh, season five. Oh god the telenovela season five one is so fucking funny and there's bad performances that are so bad similar to jasmine's that they're good like coco Montrees. it's the only one i quote yeah no están aquí. aquí oh she's so terrible in that one she's just so wonderfully terrible in it uh, I and yeah, Jinx Monsoon won that week. Very, very funny. What are the other ones? Does Ruko's Empire count? I think in a way, I think you could say that that's probably similar. I think that yeah. Ruko's Empire is soapy. It's soapy. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Soapy's Choice. Soapy's Choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you could say from UK, like you could probably say the East Enders or you know, Breast Con- Breast Enders. Comedy though, right? They're kind of considered soaps. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. they're like serial shows. Soapy. There's an episode every okay. every day. Yeah. But I think like the Daytona Win, for instance, and even the telenovelas, they're not supposed to be funny. So I'm I'm looking like Breast World. I don't think is supposed to be funny. So that that would kind of be in a. It's an acting challenge that's kind of soapy. Well, I don't think the like the UK inspirations. They're not supposed to be like Coronation Street isn't supposed to be funny. Like oh, the original okay. isn't the original. That's yeah, what I mean, the original. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the source material isn't supposed to be isn't comedy either. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Um, right. yeah, yeah. I uh, I can't think I'm of other. To think of the other ones. Yeah. I mean in. There was 90210, Ho, which I, I wouldn't count in this category. Yeah, There's kind of an uh, overall theme of, like, TV show challenges. Because you could say, like, the season four challenge with the queens behind bars. You know, then you could say, like, uh, the one you just said, the um, 90210. Uh, they're all kind of a similar style, like a similar model. And then there's, like, the stylistic shift of, like, the telenovela challenge or this week's challenge. I like when RuPaul goes into this dynasty soapy place. I think that the show can do it very, very well. 
instead of it being topical. Like I don't want them to do Orange is the New Black or, you know, the the like a euphoria, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. What would be if they were to do like season 15, if they wanted to do topical humor <laughs> acting challenge, like what would it be? Like Oh, Yellow Jackets, Mary? Maybe. Maybe it'd be Yellow Jackets. Yeah, well, oh my God, that'd be crazy. They're all on mushrooms in the middle of the forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all fucking yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no spoilers, each other. Mary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder uh, what... Oh, Euphoria I mean, would be... Euphoria would be very kind of... That'd be pretty Right dark. on brand. Yeah. yeah. And, and But like right on brand. they Because there's so many female characters in that that are kind of all iconic and different from each other. Have you seen anything of Euphoria? Yeah, I'm four episodes okay. in. I just saw the Carnival oh, okay. episode. It was amazing. Right. Uh, I mean, I could also see... I, I mean, I would love to see how they would even dare to approach and just like that, you know? I mean, do they just put, do they just get Sada Ramirez to come in and play Che Diaz or do they have someone play Che Diaz? A gay Diaz, oh, if you will. I, I feel like, I feel like you have to get Sada to be a special guest. Yeah, maybe. a special guest. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, it's like, hey everybody, it's Che Diaz. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. What are the other topical ones? Oh God, our Marys are screaming at their They're phones screaming right at now. us, but we're just not very. You know. I mean, you know, I don't watch Ozark, but I know a lot of people are watching Ozark. Oh, um, I mean, where are you gonna go with that? You know. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, that's the aye, 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 You know. I mean, listen. I obviously. I would love to see a real Housewives inspired challenge. I know they did a mini challenge in season seven with the opening taglines, but I would love to see like really lean into like, you know, uh, uh, the real housewives of, you know, Simi Valley or whatever. I think that'd be, there's just as much, as many places to go. I think. Oh, for sure. There's, um, there was an SNL sketch that I thought was brilliant. I wish that, Drag Race could take this tone, but it was like the real housewives of like Disney princesses. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. With Kristen Wiig as Cinderella uh-huh. being drunk. Yeah. And I mean, it was so good. Yeah. There's even like a where they all it's like the real housewives of SNL. I think like it's, a, it's all like oh, actual, yeah. you know, female mm-hmm. cast members of the show playing versions of themselves. Definitely. Yeah. There's um, I don't know. They couldn't do like the Queen's Gambit. Um no, I'm just I mean, trying to think of like uh, of, of a Squid Game, Drag Game. I think I would not be surprised if they did Squid Game, and then all these people would be so upset about how they were taking this very meaningful show about capitalism or whatever and turning it into a game. But you know, whatever. I don't think anybody would be upset if they did Squid Game and turned into like Drag Game, and RuPaul was the robot. Like, I don't know. I think that would be. Hilarious. Oh, I think it would be amazing if it was RuPaul as a robot and this like similar sound effects and all that. Yeah, each round there is a different like drag game. So like you have to do a death drop, uh, but it, then it turns into like a real death drop. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you, the the lashes that you glue on don't come off. I don't know. Like there's lots of uh, Squid Game, really dark, dark, violent shit that they could get into. Um, and you know who knows? Maybe VH1 will just give them a carte blanche. Uh, it seems like VH1 is letting Drag Race this season be. A little bit more open and a little bit more uh, not family friendly. Well, just say that. Let's just say that there is not room for everybody at every gay space. But we'll uh, 
we'll get into that. I do want to just say a few things before we get to that. Is that oh, yeah. I, we don't we don't have to go there right now. Yeah, you know, I something to your that I think is different about this season and about the editing. I feel like. I mean, overall, yes, Lady Camden, this was such an amazing episode for her. And I feel like even her attitude on getting the role of Leona, where she's like, all right, well, hopefully this is a good role. We'll see what happens. I mean, mm. it'd be so easy for that to be like, ugh, I, I have no idea what this is. So I guess good luck. I mean, we just saw that with Bag of Chips on UK versus the World, you know? Um, so I feel like there was, from the very beginning, this like for lack of a better term, winner's edit, she was getting this episode, even from her attitude. You know, it's kind of like, oh, this is the right attitude to approach an acting challenge. This is America's Next Drag Superstar, you know, even if she is from the UK and living in Sacramento, you know? You're playing along. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to just call this out because it's who does Bosco look like. Bosco this week was serving Becky from Roseanne in the workroom with long hair. Becky. Oh, Becky. The new Becky or the old Becky? <laughs> Does it matter? Uh, an older version of Becky with long hair, uh, long curly hair. I was just, I got the flannel and the jeans and that's who I was seeing. That's definitely old Becky. Who? What's her name? Lacey Gorgans? Lacey Gorgonzola? You guys know who we're talking about. Not Sarah. Jurgens. <laughs> Lacey Jurgens. Yeah, Lacey, Lacey Gerbelsnackles. What's her name? Roseanne? I'm gonna oh look my. Uh, Lacey Gerbil Snacks. Uh, Lacey. Shaber. It's not. Apparently, it's not. Oh, wait. Hold on. I think I'm on to something. Um, no, I've just found a bunch of people named Roseanne Lacey. I well, can't you vamp. How I'll long find it, it takes you to Google this. I really. Like, when all you have to do is type in Roseanne Cast. And then it comes up. And so, like, the fact that you, <laughs> you can't well, figure this out. What's the fun in that? Because I the, the, the sense of success I found in typing in Roseanne Lacey, which is not spelled correctly, and then finding uh, through a panic search that it's Lacey Yeah, I wouldn't Gorenson. even do Lacey. You just go, is that her name? L-E-C-Y, though. Lacey Gorenson. Okay. It was worth it. Hey, you're the one who made the reference. I'm just trying to help us out here. You know, you come with the names. Becky from Roseanne also works. You do the work. Don't ask me to do the work and then complain about it. You cut your own sandwich. You take your own crust off. Let me tell you something, you ugly bitch. All right. Uh, Um. So we get the this rehearsal with RuPaul. One of the things that keeps coming up, and I just find it so fascinating because all the drag queens online were like, don't compare us, don't compare us. And there's consistently the Jasmine Kennedy with Alyssa Edwards comparison. And I don't see, I mean, I guess I see it once you point it out, but like I wouldn't go there. Does that make sense? Well, I, I, I think what that speaks to is that the, the Jasmine Kennedy slash Alyssa Edwards look isn't in and of itself terribly unique. I think that in the world of drag race, you could see the comparison, but like this drag is not like, oh my God, I've never seen this before. Are you giving me big hair and big eyes and big lips and gaudy gowns? Who is this? Oh my goodness. Mind blown. And it's not that it's bad drag. It's just like... I think while we're having Diabetti be compared to Crystal Method constantly, it's like, well, how many times have we seen queens do that kind of drag on Drag Race? So it's a little easier to make that comparison. I do think it's a little unfair that Daya's been getting such a hard critique of that, and yet Jasmine's getting celebrated. 
for mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. Mm. But I mean, I don't know. I, I think that that's, yeah, it's an interesting note. But as I, I think we talked about in the previous episode, it's okay to compare queens now. That era is over. There are enough queens now in the Drag Race yeah. franchise that it is we enough are queens. allowed to compare queens. I have declared it so. I think I'll, I'll, I'll just put a little caveat. I think you are allowed to compare queens unless it's this like backhanded compliment. Like, oh, she's just a cheaper version of or she's just doing Trixie. Yeah. Like, like, I don't think mm-hmm. that you need to do that. But if it's like, oh, my gosh. I'm totally seeing Alyssa Edwards. Isn't that cool? Oh my gosh, I love your gown. You know, that silhouette. Oh my God, I saw that on season seven of Drag Race, right? Like, I think that's different than, oh, she's just Latrice Royale. Yeah, that's just a diet caffeine free Alyssa Edwards, for example. Right. Like, if you right. had seen Jasmine this episode and thought that, that might be an example of something where oh. that might not be a fair comparison if it was yeah, just that, like that's not fair yeah that's no not fair. yeah that wouldn't be fair if it was you know diet diet non-caffeine yeah decaf, yeah, ca- yeah yeah decaf yeah the, the brown can of diet Coke. then it's not diet it's, it's not, not diet. diet yeah rue it's diet it's rue it's it's it, diet it's diet <laughs> please i'm so thirsty yeah <laughs> please we're so thirsty like for wig. more yeah <laughs> We're so thirsty for more of this drag, please. <laughs> oh, Mary. Uh, I I appreciated in this little segment, Jasmine getting directed um, as Alyssa Edwards with the, you're not going to want to hear this because I obviously went to the comeback. Oh, I... Uh... Do you have a certain line? Do you have a, which, which Well, line? she says, you're not going to want to hear this. You're not going to want to hear this. Oh, oh, this. yes, yes. I'm just like, let me just move the emphasis around until I find the, <laughs> till the shoe fits. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, well, and I, I took a little clip here of Bosco talking about Jasmine that I think mm. is an interesting context. Lightning has struck in the most unlikely of places. Jasmine is somehow so fucking terrible at acting that it has turned itself around and it's become my favorite thing I have ever seen. This is so common on Drag Race, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think that this is kind of what, in a way, you almost want to have happen is that you be, you just keep doing you. I mean, this is where the Alyssa Edwards comparison is certainly valid, where you just keep doing you as... Yep good or bad or atrocious as it is, but you you are A, committed to it, and B, have no idea how it's coming across. I, it, I think that's like, I mean, the, the moment you become aware of it, then it's over. But like in this moment, the only thing better than doing great is doing so terrible that you're amazing. Mary, this is, I feel like the baseline of most John Waters movies back in the day. Mink Stoll uh, and and Divine, not good actors. Like it, they weren't doing a good job, quote unquote. <laughs> I mean, everything was in quotes. Yeah, like they were. It was. It was. It was tacky. It was bad. Like they weren't good. Well, at I would what say- they were doing, which is what made it funny. Edith Massey, I think, is a great yes. example of that. I think Mink Stoll is a fabulous actress. I, oh, okay. I, I take that back. But Mink Stoll back in the day, Mary, with those lines, especially Pink Flamingos, like th- there's a different – it's just not – it's not good. It, it's similar to Edith Massey, right? Because, oh, Mr. Regman, why won't you bring me my eggs? Like it, it's not – it's not good. 
No, and it's, but it's the best thing. It's the, exactly what I want. But yeah, but then like whenever you get to desperate living, Mink Stoll just rings the fucking rag out, and I just think Mink from Stoll there, is incredible in Serial Mom. I think we're all in accordance that Mink Stoll. When I say Mink Stoll is bad at acting, like there's a tone that I think w- that you can't go back to old Mink Stoll, Mary. You can't. Yes, I can. Because she just got better. She just got better. She yes, got better. I is can. what I mean. I can go back whenever I want. Um, but yes, I know what you mean. I feel like the, but the key to that was it didn't feel like Edith Massey was in on it. It didn't feel like she was doing it on purpose. It was just her no. being Edith Massey, and yes. John Waters captured it. And similar to this, these this acting challenge, I should say, with RuPaul, because RuPaul the entire time directing them knew. What was going to be yes. edited in around? Rue knew what he was going for with this. And so it was really smart to keep them in the dark. Uh, yeah. Any other moments from this little you rehearsal, know, I think acting, filming? You could edit in or do a, a, a mashup of when RuPaul is directing George to do all those poses. It was very Utica about the pot smoking in the workroom. Oh. It was a lot of that. A little moment of Deja's, I think when Jasmine was doing her Florida realness, Deja gets up out of her chair and walks away. And I just want to give a little credit there to, you know, listen, I'm just going to say it now. This is probably surprising, but Deja's my BSA this week. Oh, good for you. And so I, I have Deja to kind of disappeared for me. So I, yeah, I didn't. It see was her. a surprise BSA because there was a lot to love. And speaking mm. of which, one more thing that I created a clip of because we get Bosco laughing and holding a coffee. And yes, I do love when queens are caffeinated and they're talking heads. So I put together just a little edit of uh, Bosco's iconic laugh. <laughs> I, I look over and so funny. <laughs> 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 it's so good. Uh, Sounds like she's being tickled. Yeah, she's having a great time. She is tickled. Yeah. Yeah, she's tickled. Um, but like physically, she's being tickled, Mary. Well, maybe she's into that, you know? Maybe she goes to Folsom and goes to the tickle parties. I wonder if there is a supercut across seasons of RuPaul saying something to her favorite of the season. Um, you know, Willow, daytime Emmy. You know, Willow, daytime Emmy. Oh, I know. Like, you were born to do drag, Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Is there the edit of like, because, I, I, you know, I've seen those edits of like when the queen won each season, but I feel like there's also like when does RuPaul fall in love with that queen? Because I mm. think in season four or season five with Jinx, it's when she says about her hair. I tried to tease it and I just pissed it off. I think RuPaul after that was like, I don't care what you do that. You win, bitch. I think RuPaul can fall in love with a queen that doesn't win so, like a Katia. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I in contrast, though, I do not think she fell in love with Plastique Tiara. I think she fell in love with the Emmy that came from <laughs> hugging Plastique Tiara and saying, I'm your mommy now. So That's there's also true. a very big difference between big demonstrated yeah. acts of love and like... Vanjie. Vanjie is somebody she fell in love with and then mm-hmm. wore the necklace. But who knows if she just fell in love with that... Well, no, she must have fallen in love with Vanjie in that moment because that was like nobody knew she was going to do that yeah yeah but there is i think that's an interesting nuance of like you know when when rupaul falls in love and then you could edit in in that compilation when rupaul says to the girls i love you when they leave mm. ivy winters i love you delta work 
Ugh, I keep mm. track of it. I keep, it's very important to me when RuPaul tells the girls he loves them. She says it to Katya, doesn't she? Maybe. I don't remember. Mm. Uh, well, maybe she didn't. If maybe you don't she remember. didn't. I don't know. I feel like I, I just I know Ivy Winters and I know Delta work. Oh, got it. Um, yeah, the, the, the acting challenge was interesting because it was RuPaul directing and not just doing line readings. I thought that was that made it interesting, especially, you know, I was kind of dreading watching the whole challenge again, but obviously was gagged. Uh, but before that, we get some social justice corner discussion. We already talked about Bosco's quote, you know, being in a competition doesn't always bring out my best personality traits either, um, which I think is an interesting line to keep in. I mean, I, that's what, yeah, I think that that is, uh, it's a very kind, you know, inclusion in the editing and also just Bosco, you know, as a fellow competitor and something that we all know at this point is like, everybody knows it's a pressure cooker. Everybody knows that this is a stressful situation. And I think in different ways, I feel like, you know, and we could probably chart this back, but I feel like this season, like we've certainly, they show it a little bit more. They show how this is a stressful situation. They show how, you know, or, or a queen, I think like Carrie saying about Dia last week of like, you know, or maybe this is UK versus the world. Maybe I'm Mrs. Doubtfire at Bridges, but like there'll be a talking head of someone saying, yeah, she's acting that way, but it's because of this and I get it, you know? Okay, maybe that was season three. <laughs> yeah, girl, I mean, I'm telling you, I have no idea what table I'm sitting at. I don't know if if I'm, you know, running to save Pierce Brosnan from choking on a shrimp that I put paprika on. I just don't know. Well, uh, you I was going to say, hopefully you won't be doing a rap about a raptor. No, no. And, and I swear to God, if anybody eats my begonias, I'm going to be furious. Let's Jump get around, Mary. out of here. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Uh, uh, if we hadn't already done a two-part episode on Mrs. Doubtfire, I'd say let's two. do Mrs. Doubtfire again. <laughs> For anyone who is maybe a newer Matreon or hasn't listened to all of them, we did. We had to do Mrs. Doubtfire in two parts on mm. Patreon because there was so much to discuss. Um, so, oh, there's so much to discuss in that movie. Oh, yeah. my God. Sally Field in that movie, Mary. Uh, that's... Uh, uh. Mrs. Doubtfire said we had to. My goddamn kids, too, you know. <laughs> uh, what do you do after you box them? <laughs> you ship them. I mean, Lots of luck, you smartass. Smartass. I mean, we could do a whole episode on Aunt Jack and Uncle Frank, you know? <laughs> Be careful. She's a very <laughs> fragile woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right, Mary. Uh, so we get this discussion about Folsom Street. Uh, care to care to, to kind of recap it? What was this discussion? Yeah, I mean, I, I think what uh, what spurred all this was Jazzy Jasmine, you know, being prompted to ask the girls if anyone had any experience with, you know, as she calls them, chappy chaps or leather. And Bosco talks about, you know, associating the leather community, you know, chaps with the leather community and um and then, of course, Lady Camden from the Bay Area in general, whether it be the SAC or San Francisco, uh, talks about Folsom and the Folsom Street Fair, which is um, which they explain, I think, perfectly in the episode. Uh, and I think what was really interesting about this was, I mean, yeah, they're all talking about like, oh, yeah, we're so used to seeing people in chaps and thongs. It's no big thing. But I think, you know, uh, probably the most important part of all of this, other than Angeria saying, 
what's happening at the fair? I mean, like, Angeria wanting to know more about Folsom was adorable. Oh. I want to go to the fair. I want to go to the fair. But I think, you know, something that, we God, we've talked about 8,000 times, and I couldn't believe I was seeing it in this episode in yeah, season 14 of Bosco saying, I don't think every gay space needs to be family friendly. There's some grit there, that needs, and there needs to be a space for that. And yeah. I thought, oh, bitch, this is a this is so fucking deliberate this season. This is it so does, deliberate. It, it feels like such a response to the growing faction of people calling for less sex at pride parades because they aren't appropriate for kids or they scare straight people. There's also uh, the perspective of, you know, you're naked in front of me and that's a violation of my space. Um, and it, 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 it's only been fairly recently that there's been this discussion and it feels like the show is, is putting this response out there very um, pointedly. It, it definitely. Cause I feel like it's one thing to have, you know, little dirty jokes and glory hole jokes and fisting jokes kind of sprinkled throughout the show. But it, this felt like a very obvious statement of like, you know, it doesn't all have to be accessible for you and your kids, you know? And I, it was, yeah, I, I was very surprised by this. And I think it's, um, I don't know. It's an interesting point of view because I could also see just Bosco saying that. I feel like I'm so glad I'm not on Twitter because I just feel like people would dissect that of like, what do you mean gay spaces? They're not just gay. Like, I just think that like the, I feel very precious about points of view like this, and I don't want to witness witness them get like torn apart on Twitter for semantics. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not looking at, and I'm it not looking Twitter. either. I'm not saying yeah. that's even happening. I'm just saying like what I'm trying to say is there's one thing. I think it's important to say this, but once you say it, you open it up to conversation. Right, right. I see what you mean. Yeah, uh, it it's a tricky thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like when this debate always comes up i'm like wasn't the whole point of the march because we were because because of sex isn't it all because of sex well i mean if it wasn't about sex mary i think i think the the oppressive world would be way more accepting of okay love who you want to love right but that's not what it's about at all yeah, and I think it's also important to remember, like, the American context. Like, in the U.S., we are so uptight about sex and about nudity and about, like, any— Like, we are so flagrant with violence and with violence on television, but we blur fake nipples on breastplates. Mm -hmm. Whereas in parts of Europe, this is the opposite. And so I think there's also that, too, of, like— you know, the idea of seeing someone naked at a parade and say, I don't know, Berlin is probably— not the same as Cleveland, for example, or whatever, somewhere in the U.S. And so I feel like there's also that of like, oh, this is, we also have this very puritanical idea about nudity and sex that has infiltrated this as well. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, a main argument is like, I don't want my kid to see that. It's like, yeah, but your kid plays video games and your kid, you know, can see Somebody get their head chopped off in a movie. Like, mm -hmm. there, there's lots of things that are really fucked up that kids see. And if you don't want them to see, then you cover their eyes. You make them turn away. And if you don't want to see, which is usually what it is, you don't want to see, like, an overweight person in leather. Or you mm -hmm. want to see an overweight older person naked, you know, or, or, or people having sex, for that matter, which does happen 
<laughs> in certain certain pride celebrations, not the corporate ones. Um, but it's like, okay, um, then then you you really have to turn your head. Like the space is there. They're saying something very specific in that march, and we have to be able to keep saying that in that march which is like i am also here i also exist in the world and what jasmine said was like it's better to be open about it and not be you know scared about it i think like that's the distinction here it's like well no that person is going to be open to the fact that they like to be tied up didn't we we have this discussion i believe um where it was like well let's Maybe there should be like a pride kids with a Z and the Z is kind of like crooked. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could do have a pride kids and there's the Crayola flow. There's the Go-Gurt yeah. flow, you know. Bert and Ernie are there and they're Absolutely. holding hands. Yeah. Uh, bu- uh, Bugs Bunny's in drag. Like, yep. you know, you could really The big go red haired guy that he does, that he, you know, at the beauty salon scene that he, you know, works with. Oh, the, I, the, yes. The yes, red haired monsters there. Oh, yeah. God. And then you have Daisy and, and Minnie and they're like you know they're kind of you know canoodling if yeah, you will. a little bit of a snuggle you know this week on patreon all right and untucked is probably i'd say the the most talked about thing that happened this week on drag race and not just because Deja had her wig off the whole time, mm. which I did love, you know. I don't want to see her go anytime soon purely because I don't want to see her go from my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've kind of been conditioned that we're not really allowed to have these discussions, but we are having a discussion about it and people are listening. Mary, you know? if we ever go to Seaches. <sighs> I mean, I'm going to have so much sand in my butthole. So if you want to hear all that and more, just go to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Let's go to the runway. Bring it to the runway. Run, 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 runway. Mary, chaps on the runway. Can we just take a second? Chaps are leather pants with the back cut out, right? Like basically you put them on over jeans to protect your legs. Yeah. That's like, like the definition. I think, I mean, I always knew them as other than like leather stuff as like a cowboy thing. Sure. And, and you know, you could have the, the quote unquote silhouette or shape of chaps and they don't have to be leather. I want to ask about Georgia's. She wasn't wearing chaps, right? No, I I mean, talk about Lacey Chabert, you know what I mean? She was giving me Lacey Gorenson on the runway, and I don't even have to Google it this time. Uh, yeah, I I think that these were um, these were not chaps. These were not chaps. They were, you know, uh, they weren't chaps. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to get chapped about it, but they weren't chaps. They were like uh, tights or pantyhose that didn't fit or yeah. uh, like stockings that didn't go all the way up and a bikini. Um, I, yeah. it, you know, I honestly, I do think that the reason why nobody went home was because this was just about gagging the girls. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't think of any other reason. Yeah, I, I, I think this would have been, it would have been so weird to have the challenge not be what these girls thought they were doing to such an extent and then to be judged on. Yeah. It. So like, it really was the perfect episode to have a non-elimination. Um, so, uh, 
just to maybe chat about some of these other looks, one thing I want to just mention, I have had this in my notes every week, and I know I always forget to mention it, but there, remember, I, I don't know what, there was some song years ago that was like, what's this like woman, what's this sound sample? And someone called that was this, the singer, Loliata Holloway, I think her name was, apologies if I got that wrong, but it's this like sample of her voice that's been used in all of these like, you know, dance songs or whatever. And I feel like there's a version of that in this runway song. There's this like, that happens throughout the song. Do you hear it? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Of course. Uh, all right. Well, next time you'll hear it. But I am just, I've heard that sound effect so many times. And so I would love Mary to tell me what that is. But it's like a, it's like an alarm going off. Okay. I, I don't have much to say about any of these looks except for one. And I think we all know which one. But Call me old school. I think all chaps should show your butt cheeks. I am one of those gays that likes grit in the queer spaces I go to. I want to see people making out. I think every bar should have a back room. Uh, And all chaps need to show your butt cheeks. Sorry. (laughs) She said it, folks. Well, uh, (laughs) I have a few other thoughts on the looks, but maybe if we get onto one you have thoughts on. I thought that Willow was giving me very 1999, and I'm starting to appreciate that she has kind of a late 90s aesthetic in some of her looks. Uh, Her J-Lo look, this one. I feel like there's a... She's mentioned Drop Dead Gorgeous. I think she's got a reference point that I'm really uh, starting to appreciate. This is this reminded me of oh man I'm I'm not I'm not a huge Madonna fan but I know Madonna references. This is that Madonna pleather song video. You Fuck. want me to Google it? I will Google it because I think I'm a little bit faster. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, well, uh, another look that I appreciated maybe more for the description than the look itself, but I've got to give it to Bosco for... Human nature. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know that one. Uh, but I have to give it to Bosco <laughs> for... No, didn't hear it. Sorry. Um, oh, have... she has cornrows in that. Oh, oh she, careful. She canceled. Uh, you know, Bosco, I feel like this is on the level of like a Katya description of her look when she says, I just got kicked off of Rock of Love for sleeping with one of the best boys on episode two. This like mm. early 2000s. Yeah, that I, would happen I, too. I think yeah. that's a, a fabulous character. It made me like mm. the look even more. Mm. The best look, Mary. I I was with a group, a gaggle of gays watching this and I, I think it, it gooped all of us when Lady Camden fell. And I was like, no, they filmed these runways twice. They're keeping this. This is terrible. This explosion. (laughs) So my question is, I thought it was great. Now, you know, people have quoted, you know, the doors that Kylie opened when she slipped and fell on All Star 6. But I... They're going to Kylie. That's so early. Or so late, I should say. Yeah, because I feel like it's the doors that... Pandora opened or even Akasha. Akasha. In, thank you. Mm-hmm. But I think Pandora, because she made it a deliberate act that you didn't know was deliberate. She oh. clowned, whereas Akasha, you know, turned the moment into a moment. But yeah, uh, I, she did the original Kylie. Yeah. Yeah. That was the original Kylie. And then I, but I do think Pandora and Camden might have a little more in common mm, in yes. terms of like the, the device. Yeah, they. It was deliberate. It was an act. Yeah, they were acting. They were. I'm acting, and it kind of I'm made acting. everybody a little nervous for a moment, which I liked. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think RuPaul was nervous because I heard like, uh oh, oh shoot. 
Well, you know, remember, like when there was Ty- remember when Tyree Sanchez was was hyperventilating and she just offered her a paper bag? I think sometimes <laughs> RuPaul underreacts. There's an infamous story from RuPaul's book where she talks about like watching some guy like drowning in the Hudson and she just decided to send thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So people just... are, oh God, people are ripping her apart because of it. <laughs> yeah. So I just feel like RuPaul doesn't always, uh, RuPaul is sometimes more dismayed by surprise lipsticks than she is by a queen having a health condition on the <laughs> runway. So, uh, oh, I, the things that RuPaul must have seen, though, in her life that we still oh, yeah. don't know about. Yeah, My she's God. like, girl, you don't know what I've seen. I lived in the meatpacking district when it was meat. Yeah. 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 There were yeah. eight dicks in his mouth. Eight. Eight. <laughs> and there were slabs of, of meat just hanging behind him. There were butchers just going about, cutting off hooves. And there I was, just <laughs> taking wieners. I gotta say, this Lady Camden gag, this puts her in the top, Mary. I, it's interesting how deferring her win for so long this season kind of made us love this more. We like we rooted for her even more, and I feel like we love this even more because of all of that. Well, she had been doing so well for the past couple of weeks that it just now, all of a sudden, with this win, it's like it's almost as if the past couple of weeks have become the iceberg underneath that. And it's like, oh, you've been killing it. And so I think mm. this was not only did she jump into the you know head of the pack just with this win, but I think it's this cumulative effect. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, face um, first. Yeah, yeah. Well, the mercury's I, rising. Uh, speaking of queens that look like other queens. Diabetti Chanel in the CEO chaps look. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, Chanel's got 31 character illusions. One of them could be this. Uh, I, you know, this businesswoman special. I do want to say, I just, I did see this, I think on Reddit that this was, uh, this was a Sharon Good production. Gigi Good's mother, Sharon Good. I don't really know if that's her name, but uh, you know, when we did season 12, it was all about what, what Sharon Good had, had contributed right. to the runway. What'd your so, mom make? What did you? What did your well, mom yeah, make, sweetie? Gigi, yeah. Gigi, what'd your mom make? What'd your mom make, Gigi? So, Gigi, Gigi, show us what your mom made. Gigi, what do you have there? Did your mom make that? <laughs> and so Sharon Good made this as well. <laughs> did your mom make that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, your your mocking tone of teachers talking to kids is pitch perfect. Thank you. And I've never been a teacher, so that's very – it's a high compliment. Thank God. Thank, Thank – oh, God. I would be the yeah. worst. I would be You like, would be the worst. Uh, there's some clip of some woman – these kids are laughing, and she's just like, shut up! Shut <laughs> up! And I just think that eventually uh, – or I'd be the guy who's like, your mom's a hoe, and I, I just would be fired. I just would get fired. <laughs> You'd be Kristen Wiig in the, you know – the, the the jewelry show. Oh yeah, just, just well, just you're a little kids. cunt. Well, you're a little cunt, <laughs> and that's when Principal Sky walks in, exactly. and they just hear that chunk of the like the of the walkie talkie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, these the chaps looks were fine. Um. You know, they all well, looked okay. You know, I want to mention, make sure you know, just I mentioned earlier, but shout out to the Spartans, Jasmine Kennedy representing her school. Her school colors on the runway before she heads off to, oh, what you know, was this look, I didn't get this look. I, I, maybe I wasn't supposed to RuPaul got it. I just was like, what it, why is this? 
Why are you in a graduation uniform? I don't know. Uh, Deja Sky looked like Elizabeth Taylor in the Flintstones movie. I, um, you know, okay. I, I, I like, like that. I like that. I like that she was feeling oats, wheats, and grains, and you know, the the doors that that uh, what's her name opened. You know, Gia opened for that that expression. Okay. okay. The doors that Gia Gunn opened for carbs. Gia Gunn, you know, people can dunk on her all they want, but Gia Gunn is has created so many memes that we should be thankful. Well, she's, I mean, she's always created great television. I feel Ugh. like it's just like, well, do we appreciate the, the TV character of Gia Gunn? But then there's like the real life woman Gia Gunn who's like, I don't know about these vaccines, guys. Who messes up. Yep. Who yeah. messes up and so then apologizes. Got, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think. At least again, she apologizes. Some people don't. No. I'm just saying. Yeah. Gia Gun apologist over here. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. God, am I going to be canceled for appreciating somebody that apologizes? You are. You're probably going to get canceled. And then I'm going to get canceled. It's all downhill this week, girl. Might as well have a bunch of farts in the challenge. You know, the world's ending. Oh, wow. You just said the F word. I know. I will say it once. Okay. <laughs> now, here's the deal. As we get into this challenge with all of its poopy goops, I... I want to acknowledge why Deja is is sort of my BSA this week is for some reason her line reading of what a gorgeous day for a wedding. I don't know. Oh, There's something that. so wonderfully bad about bad. it. Mm -hmm. and, and she's nailing yes. it. She's nailing something there that I am just loving. And I don't I don't I don't know why, because I get it. She she isn't the star of this episode, but I thought she was so good in this challenge. Uh, it, she fit what they were putting down. She made, she fit this like challenge that is so stupid. All of them did. I mean, all of them were very, very stupid and were edited that way. I feel like if the, if the brown lower rung humor wasn't edited in later, uh, if the fart jokes weren't put in later, then it, like they probably would have picked different clips to show well, yeah, us that I were like more dramatic and you know the californians meet you know southern bells right there's that moment where like someone one of like the michael sisters says their brother and sister and and in the rehearsal we see um bosco saying yes oh. that's what i just told, I just them. told them and i was a little disappointed to not see that in the final product but i think once Same. we realized that like the final product was a mad libs for farts Yes. All of the actual jokes weren't going to be in there, you know? Exactly. It's almost like they made them do lines that they knew weren't going to... It was just to get them off the scent. Yes, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you need to hold it in, Mary, before you let it out. <laughs> I don't like anything about this. I wish that I was... A seahorse. Because I don't think they have to deal with this stuff. Oh, Mary. Well, I... I you know, I... I I was not surprised to see the bottoms or the safe people, Deja, Angeria, and Carrie. Um, and I'm glad, though, that it was just a heavily edited joke. So they, they couldn't have somebody go home this week. Yeah. And I, I thought, again, I said before, I thought Angie was so great in the final product. I think she is just so entertaining that even if she's forgetting her lines, I mean, even in the rehearsal when she was like, well, you know what they say. Uh, what do they say? I mean, that's a joke that RuPaul would laugh at. He probably did laugh at that, but they just didn't show us that. So, right, right. I mean, the other the other thing is, Mary, we could be totally misinterpreting this, and it's like, 
well, yeah, well, Johnny and Colin, the real reason nobody went home is because Cornbread went home and, you know. And they could have a week where nobody went home. And that's yes. what I actually think it was, was like they knew the challenge they were going to do. And so it was like, uh-huh. well, we're not going to send anybody home. We're going to have a good time this week. You know, it's a bowl of fun soup. And uh, take your bean yeah. now, you know? Yeah, we'll pick which one. And this this is the one. Yeah. Oh, if this if you're going to do a lip sync, this, 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 this is, is the one. one yeah. This is the one to do. So uh, I do appreciate after the, the, the clip, you know, ends and RuPaul says, wow, actresses. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the edit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actresses. Yeah, no, that is, that's like... Put that on a tote bag or yeah. or just put that at the end of, I don't know, Viola Davis doing anything. Yeah, you know? right. Right. It's just like, you know, uh, after a compilation of like best supporting actress performances. The trailer to First Lady. Oh, yes. The actresses. trailer to First Lady. That's actresses. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Oh, Michelle to Michelle and Shelley, actually, just to be clear. And Michelle. Well, there's Michelle. Oh, Shelley Pfeiffer. And then there's <gasps> Shelley Pfeiffer. And Viola Davis. And Viola Viol Davis is obviously Michelle Obama. There's Shelley Pfeiffer as Ben uh, Ford, I think. And who's uh, the third one? Uh, somebody I don't know, but you know her, and I'm sure you love her. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, she it's plays, Jillian um, Anderson playing. Jillian uh, Anderson, yes. Uh, uh, she plays FDR's wife. Yeah, Eleanor uh, Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Dakota Fanning's going to be in it as one of the Ford girls. All right. Ooh, a Ford girl. Ooh, ooh. ooh yeah. Kate Mulgrew is going to be in it. I don't know who we Susan Cher is. Her. So uh, anyway, uh, actresses, yes. Uh, love that little line from RuPaul. She totally gets it. Do you want to talk about the lip sync? Uh, can I just say that Judy Greer is going to be in that First Lady series as well <gasps> as Nancy Howe? And so I just want to mention that because, like, why would we not talk about this series if we don't at least mention that Judy Greer is in it? Oh, um, my God. Do I want to talk about the lip sync? Let's look at my notes and see. Um, okay, just two things I want to bring up before we talk about the lip sync. One, what were this? I know this is a tricky one because I know your feelings, but what were your thoughts on the fact that Willow Pill was giving such Moira Rose? Or did you not get that reference at all? Because you don't love Shit's Creek and you refuse to watch it. <laughs> She's so mad. Um, but any, that idea, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad, not mad at you. I'm mad at the reference. So what uh, were your no, I, on that? none of that is true, Mary's just just so we don't get any uh, further people that think that I have not seen Schitt's Creek. I've seen the first like four episodes uh, and then so much other content comes into my plate. And then I was depressed. And then, you know, there's lots of reasons that I don't need to go into. Uh, but yes, I got the reference. Uh, I got that it was very Moira Rose. I don't think that I had a problem with it. And I love that RuPaul just kind of like threw Michelle to the wayside and was like, well, you know, it's not really a big deal because I've been doing Faye Dunaway for years. <laughs> what I love that Ruth says, I've been doing Faye Dunaway for about 50, 30 years and she adjusts 50 to 30. It was like, all right, let's not, you know, age yourself too much. Um, I also appreciated in the running theme of Bosco letting RuPaul know that she's, she's paying attention and she's a, you know, a very good contestant. I think like Ru- like Bosco from the very beginning has been wanting to like make it clear that she's in on the joke, which is such like a winner's edit for Drag Race. And so I mm. think when Rue asks Bosco, why did you choose that role? And she says, well, I could I could tell this was the Joan Collins moment. And this is before even RuPaul 
kind of was like, does anyone know who Joan Collins is? I feel like Bosco letting RuPaul know that she sees the Joan Collins moment in the pile is a real like, hey, I know what you're looking for kind of moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I'm to be honest with you, I didn't think Daya should have been in the top with Lady Camden. It should have been Willow or Bosco. Um, I know everybody loved Willow, especially because of Willow's look. I think Willow's look probably would have put her in the top for me, but I liked Bosco's performance more. Mm. Um, but I, I, when you see the final edit, Bosco's performance isn't necessarily as good as Willow's. So it's hard to to kind of decide, but it definitely wouldn't have been Daya. And to me, Daya's win was, you know, it's a great, okay. She's not doing Crystal's makeup anymore and that's good. And she was funny in the challenge. Lots of girls were funny and they, they needed some story here. Yeah. I, I felt like this was certainly the week to have a win that didn't necessarily <laughs> matter. Uh, <laughs> Daya wasn't my choice. I felt more that it was like, <clears throat> let's finally give this girl a win. And then I think it's like, oh, girl, they got your number now. You know what I mean? Like, I just think I feel like this has happened where, like, they'll finally give a queen a win. And then the next week she goes home, a la Stacey Lane Matthews. And so I wonder, I'm just keeping an eye on her, you know, keeping an eye on those glucose levels. But it, it wasn't my choice either. Certainly Camden was. And I would have been happy with Bosco. I would have been happy with, you know, so many of them. Obviously, I even like the safe queens. I would have been happy with Deja, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, right. I understand. Um, yeah, I think Willow's look was really great. Like, uh, I just love that, that gag and the idea that it was a wedgie. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine though, Daya gets all the way to that point and it's like, you're safe, Daya. I just wow. think that she would quit. You know what I mean? If Willow were to beat her this week. I, I mean, what did Georgia say? Like, girl, y'all so mad, bitch do better. I don't know. Yeah. I iron your yellow uh, thing, you know? <laughs> So we get this one way or another Blondie lip sync. Oh, my God. Lady Camden opening with a sliding split into like a scissor kick. I, I, she, the, all, every time she did the shuffle, I was like, you're winning this lip sync. You are winning this lip sync. She did that like creepy man shuffle. Yeah, you they're going to get you about? creep. Yeah, they're going to get yeah. you creep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, for an episode full of hot air, they left room for a couple air instruments. So uh, at this point, I felt so beaten down. I was like, fine, you win. You want to have air instruments? You want to do a little drum? You want to air guitar over your... What do I care? Um, I give up, Drag the, the, Race. You know what? Yeah, the air drumming... I think the air drumming had the mouth that is not desirable the most. Yeah. Whereas Daya, Daya did the air guitar, which is, you know, terrible. And I don't think she had the mouth going no. on like, like Camden did. Yeah. So. I don't want to see anyone like savoring the moment. Like you're not actually playing anything. You know, I, I don't know. I think you hate air instruments for different reasons than I hate air instruments. Why do you hate air instruments? I, it, it's, it's just, it's so many things, Mary. This is a whole other episode of why I hate air instruments, but I'll give you like a very short thing. I think that it's, I just think there's a cringe factor to it. There's just, in the same way that people doing like, like straight people doing TikTok dance challenges is cringy. It's just like. Or lip syncing uh, poorly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's lip syncing poorly. It's very like. There's just so many elements to it. There's so many things about it that feel a little muggy. It's a little like, it's not my sense of humor, you know, like 
funny funny dances aren't funny to me you know what i mean like i just that's just not my gig but i so i think it's a mix of like it's not my sense of humor and it makes me cringe and so i both don't laugh at it and it makes me uncomfortable but the reason behind that is much more complex air instruments uh, oh for sure mary yes that's what makes it like an only mary's episode i understand um air instruments for me i find i don't like it when they're inaccurate Right, which is like the snobby reason. Sure, um, sure. You know, if they're not like on the beat or they're not playing the instrument correctly or if they're like playing a saxophone but it looks like a trumpet or, yeah. you know. That's not a woodwind. That's not a woodwind. It's yeah. not me. Um, but, you know, I'm just kind of like, well, if you're going to do it, like commit, like Jujubee or Asia fucking O'Hara. You know what I mean, Mary? Yeah. Like, that's when it works. That's why it works. Yeah, um, that's true. I like, I like that, you know. Otherwise... I also find air instruments during lip syncs to be kind of lazy. It's like, do, do a move, do something else. Mm-hmm. Don't do what, like, you don't have to act out the song like that, you know? Yeah, I'm surprised that air instruments don't get criticized on Drag Race more. I mean, I, I maybe, maybe we're a, a, a minority here, but I would just think that RuPaul would find it tiresome at this point even. You know what I mean? If like, oh god. Well, she never go. gets to like comment on Yeah. A lip sync. Is it you know what I mean? Like in main challenges that are lip syncs, there haven't been anybody doing air instruments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh and I uh and I and I better not see any. I'll say that much. Um yeah, it's uh, you know, I think these are our first air instruments of the season, if I'm correct. Ah, it's a big statement. Yeah, yeah probably. probably. Mary's keep us yeah. honest. Were there other ones that I just blocked out? <laughs> I think there was. I think I have a feeling that there was one small interlude during a lip sync that there was a little yeah little, little guitar. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like yeah, right in this little guitar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. But yeah. anyway, yeah, no, Lady Kempton just killed this. There was uh, there was a part where. I think right at the beginning, she does this kick. I like right onto the beat. Like, uh, God, she. And then she did the mustache takeoff, uh, which Alexis Michelle did not do. Because uh, Alexis no, she Michelle put it also. On. Yeah, she put on the mustache. I, it's just very interesting to see that. Um, I, 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 I want to say that Daya did a good job, and I'm sure she did. I just didn't. I don't remember what Daya did. I thought Lady Camden killed it. She just stole the entire stage. I think Daya had some moments, but I think Daya also had a hat that was covering half her face. Mm, and I think that Chanel happens. Hat. Yeah, that happens a lot where like, oh, it, your look is not serving your performance. And I, I don't remember where I saw this but it, or where I heard this, but maybe it was even Epi and Irony or maybe Bunny was talking about like the one thing one of the things she didn't really like about Drag Race was the idea that these queens have to perform in their runway looks. And that, mm. like, in any other pageant situation, you have a performance look and you have a runway look. And obviously, All-Stars, we've seen that, but we don't see that on the main seasons. And I think we've often, you know, I think of Kamora Hall, for example, you know, we've seen that their look, they may not be winning that lip sync anyway, but their look would certainly be holding them back, you know? Oh, but Mary, haven't there been queens that have... Just like taking something like, bitch, I was ready. Like there are queens that know to put something on underneath or know to, to be able to take something off. And also all stars. I know it's different, but all stars, they do change. I, I, 
I, I wonder if there are rules that are like, you can't change out of this. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, the solution is then to just have a, a performance look underneath, but, you know, which makes for a potentially a great TV moment. But it is interesting that, like, in a situation like this, I was like, good God, Daya, take the fucking hat off, you know? Like, yeah, she could what take are you the doing? Hat off. Yeah. yeah, she should have taken the hat off. I wonder if... Uh... She was worried about what her hair would look like. Yeah, you know? maybe it's all kind of pinned in there. It's all one mm. big unit. So she takes the hat off, she takes the hair off, and then, you know, she's just Telly Savalas up there. You know? I don't know. There's ways around this. Uh, people people bring props to, you know, I don't know. I People shove rose petals underneath their wig, girl. I hear you. Uh, but, yeah. you know, yeah. that's why she didn't win, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, Mary, I, uh, the, I, uh, this season continues to just have a level that's different it's, in terms of production. There's something different this season, and I think it's so, it's so lovely that like season fourteen, there might be some people who are bored or not into it, and I'm not talking to them because they're not listening. But I feel like for those of us who are sticking around each season, I gotta say. Season 14, halfway through, is uh, is killing it in, in ways that, you know, sometimes you're in the midst of a season, like even season 13, there were probably moments that we were loving. I look back on season 13 and I go, hmm, I don't know if I'm dying to go revisit that season necessarily, but I feel like season 14 is just bing, bang, boom, a season I would revisit, you know? Sing, sing, zoom. I, I hear you on that. I think... The unpopular opinion that I'll share on this main episode is I don't think it's the cast. I think it's the production. I think it's the editing. I do, too. I think it's the challenges. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that these queens are like, I mean, there's like one or two that I really like. You know, Mary's probably know who they are, but it it also doesn't matter. It I think that it is just how they're presented to us that makes it uh, stand out more than usual in contrast with like a UK season two where it was like this cast is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I think it's great. I think it's like, if that is the case, it's also kind of good news that like the show isn't getting stale. It's figuring out how to stay fresh and how to, you know, up the ante and how to up the quality without kind of losing itself. Like I, I think this is um, between this and UK versus the world. I think for anyone who's going whole hog on drag race right now, we are feasting, Marys. We are feasting. Mm, delicious. Yeah. Marys, if you have any thoughts on our episode of T- Daytona Wind, you can reach out to us on Instagram at All Right Mary Pod. You can email us at All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright dash Mary. And if you want, I am on Instagram at Johnny also. And you can hear more of me and my other two podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance, or best supporting podcast, a celebration of best supporting actresses. You can get more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, or even Twitter at Colin Drucker. And of course, you can get more of both of us on Patreon, including Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, where we'll be continuing discussions on both season 14 and UK versus the world, as well as our recent recaps of season three, season eight, and then our only Mary's level, our Mary's choice episodes on Next Top Model, Project Runway, our YouTube obsessions, our fantasy UK versus the world season two casting, 
a metric fuck ton, all at patreon.com slash all right, Mary. All right, Mary. What is our last chance lip sync this week? Oh, see, I thought you were picking one, but I'm happy to pick it if you don't have one because I do have one prepared. Uh, please pick one. Okay, well then, uh, <laughs> I was ready to do so as I rip off my costume. You just want somebody to fight with. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I feel like in honor of this smug look of satisfaction on RuPaul's face as he watched these queens <laughs> be gooped. I mean, the smug, smug satisfaction. I love it. Smug son of a bitch. Uh, I have to say, my the last chance lipstick this week is in Indeed, the song Satisfaction by one Ms. Laura Brannigan. Love it. Marys, we will see you in nuance. And have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. Tootsies. Tootsies.